two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. All right. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, back for the uh, first of eight Hanukkah episodes. Ah, yeah. Eight, eight crazy episodes. Yeah. yeah. The first four nights will be uh, the CH spelling, and then we'll move over to the H. The H dogs the for the second half to take us home. The Sealess dogs. The yes. Sea dogs. The Portland Sea dogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah uh, the two spellings, real quick. I, I was noticing, I think Christians have their own version of this. Um, with hallelujah and then alleluia. I feel like that's our two different spellings. Each Every religion gets one. Ah, okay. Alleluia and hallelujah. Right. Or do you pronounce them both the same? Alleluia. Yeah, but no, I think you say, I know, because in the, whatever, the, uh, what is that, handle? Hallelujah. No, maybe they're just going ah. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, you're hitting some of the H's on those. Are you? Okay. So yeah. if it's if it's Hallelujah some of the time and Hallelujah some of the time, then uh Hanukkah Chanukah, it, you know, it's not the same. Oh, because it's always pronounced the same. You never pronounce it Chanukah. That's right. There we go. Good. All right. I think you pronounce it Hanukkah. Oh, that's what the uh that's what the CH is doing. It's reminding us of Maybe I mean not to just take wild guesses, but maybe uh, maybe we have ourselves a Yiddish versus traditional Hebrew or something. Okay, with the <laughs> Alleluia and the Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, right. Hallelujah. And... <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but I, actually, I think within that handles. Now, who's Alleluia chorus? The handyman. Alleluia chorus. Um... Oh! Hallelujah. That one. Right. The famous. Uh, I think there are some even different spellings within that. So it might not be a case of like, you know, the St. James Bible had it as Hanukkah and the, you know, New Testament had it as Hanukkah. Or I think it was just they might actually mean like two different things. Like the H is an extreme hallelujah. And hallelujah is like, still very good job, uh, Christ, but we, it's not quite an, an H job. Right, I've seen better from you, <laughs> only from you. But because uh, you need a, you need a gradient, you need a a, a continuum of uh, of how proud you are of God. Right, that deserves its own periodic table. You know, like whole different categories with drawers that pull out, and each little thing has a little thing inside explaining. It's a to so many levels. Yeah, I mean, like creating the the animals. Uh, you know, I don't know. You throwing an H on that? Probably, I would say so. Animals are pretty money. Yes, yeah. The animals, I, they, yeah, that's definitely an H. Um, the <laughs> the pollution, the possibility that pollution would one day exist, just an A, regular A, because yeah. the A, it's impressive, but it's not good for the environment. So you're like a give and take. Just give them the A. Yeah, earthquakes are very, very impressive. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving you the. I'm not throwing an H around for that person. No. I'll keep. I'll keep the H in my back pocket for like uh, 
the moon or something like that. Right. I mean, I think certain ones will overpower with their impressiveness and be like, hey, look, that's screwing over a lot of people, these earthquakes. We have, we're very sorry, but pretty amazing. We have oh, to override it. We have to go with H. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. So it's not just uh, it's not just clap, clap, clap from your perspective. It's also just, oh, wow, kind of a thing. It's, oh, wow, but this it's only reserved for certain ones. So maybe there's, because I think maybe you do still need two distinct categories. One that's hallelujah with the H. It's good for everybody. It's impressive. It checks 20 different boxes. Um, and the, the the second tier of these H's, I think, are the ones that are so impressive that they're, that how impressive they are overrides how much they screw the world up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an earthquake. Right, like an earthquake. I'm, I'm, I think I'm trying to buy some more time to think of another example, um, which is what that whole last part was. What's like a another, hurricane. What's another nation. earthquake? <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, the eight nights of Hanukkah, huh? <laughs> wow. Uh, Not a few too many. I well, I was just wondering. Like they think they celebrate the birth of. G- they think he was born like eight nights in a row, or a different magical situation. Nothing to do with Jesus, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with Jesus. Uh, right. He was uh, no. He created Judaism later. Right. No, no, no. He created Christianity. Sorry, I'm getting everything mixed up. <laughs> he was born Jewish. Yeah, he was born Jewish. Uh, and um, yeah, Hanukkah is going to have something to do with. Uh, nah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There were. Is it, it has to do with like the Exodus? Um, the book of you, Exodus in the Bible. You have you have they, Passover. They wrote that part of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's all in there. <laughs> I think it's going to be an Exodus. It's going to be like the Passover, and then they manage to escape. The, the angel of death comes, and then uh, oh, that's really about Jewish people. S- the book of Exodus. Yeah. The whole Bible, the whole Old Testament's about Jewish people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I guess looking back, yeah. But I just thought it was like, <laughs> I just thought it was like, stupidly, I just thought it was like pre-Christ Christians, you know, just like, ah, these like, <laughs> these like uh, Middle Eastern Christians <laughs> just hanging out. That is what it is about, pre-Christ Christians, which were Jews. <laughs> nice okay abraham and sarah and all them jews that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay not just like middle eastern christians who were like all right well he's gonna be born one of these days but as for now we're just believing in his, all the stuff he's gonna say yeah <laughs> not that all right we're figuring it out here <laughs> <laughs> how about this for uh an idea Help me finish my tweet.com. <laughs> oh man, I love that idea. Yeah. Is that so, out there? No, I think I don't know that you need it as a website. I don't know that you need the website. Maybe you just tweet. Help me finish my Yeah, maybe you just tweet it out, you know, and that Hashtag. can be your website. It'll be a good way to showcase what you can really do, maybe. Here are a couple like sample endings to tweets that I'm willing to sell you for a dollar ninety nine. What if we just make it automatically do it? Like we just make a, a bot that finishes the tweet for you oh that's even better yeah just it sniffs out a few things about the beginning 
says, okay, well, it has a predicate nominative. It has, uh, it has gerund a phrase. Yeah. Gerund. It has prepositions. Uh, all right. So I guess what do we need for the end now? Here's where you guys come in. <laughs> <laughs> the whole team we've hired with the big warehouse we bought out. Yeah. Yeah. Four guys in a giant warehouse <laughs> se- separated from each other, like, sitting in the four corners of the warehouse. <laughs> yeah, just I think what you do is you write all the an- all the different possibilities for answers out first, and then I guess you hire the whole tech team to figure out which ones fit with what beginnings of what tweets. That'd be good. Yeah, or just finish them all with like the same thing. That'd be oh, funny. a catchphrase that you're buying. Yeah. You're welcome to use my catchphrase at the end. It'll just cost you a small fee of, uh, let's get a little more margin out of this. Four, is anybody paying 450 for anything? I don't think anyone's using 450 now. No, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess make it weirder. 474. I'd sooner pay 474 because it made me think they sharpened their pencil a little bit. Um, I don't know. I like four fifty. <laughs> you know, as you as you say it, I'm actually back to four fifty now. <laughs> well, that's fair too, because I think there are probably just the way there are two different types of people you sell to. There are two different types of people who make the products. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're introverts and you're extroverts. Yes. You're Myers and your Briggs. As, as I wonder who makes the better products, introverts or extroverts? I guess introverts. No brainer. Uh. Yeah, I think you have your extroverts involved in the process. I think introverts and extroverts work well together. Okay. Uh, despite, you know, in spite of how much it pains the introverts to work with the extroverts. Right. They're willing to give up a little bit to, to combine their genius. In some ways, it, it hurts the extroverts to work with the introverts, too. It's painful for an extrovert to have to work the way you have to work with an introvert. Have but, to fight uh, the whole day after every day after work. They fist fight it hurts. Right, they fight over which one's the introvert and which one's the extrovert <laughs> every time. <laughs> yeah, they're both very offended at what the other one thinks is their personality <laughs> type. Who are you calling an extrovert? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Steve the J Man Jobs. What is he? A hybrid? Yeah, he's a weird case i I don't think it's worthwhile to categorize a a man like uh steve jobs right he's got too much else going on you only eat fruit like once you stop eating everything else and you only eat fruit i think categorizing you with any normal thing is is not uh not useful anymore oh man yeah that's like a level of idiot savantness if that's still an appropriate term if not i'd be happy to uh learn the correct one where he's an obvious genius in this tech iphone world and then he just doesn't know that only eating fruit is gonna take him to an early grave no i don't know if that had anything to do with it but don't eat just fruit just had to have contributed in some way to his to his early grave i don't know maybe not but they i threw do think fruit it, in his grave <laughs> when ashton kutcher tried to do it for like three days he almost died so uh Tried to you know, throw could, fruit into Steve Jobs' grave. <laughs> yeah, because I guess there's a guy that stands there and <laughs> shoots you if you try to throw too many fruit. <laughs> too many fruit, yeah. <laughs> 
very calm otherwise, but just say, hey, <laughs> is that fruit? <laughs> no, nah, it's just garbage. <laughs> no problem. Well, it looks an awful lot like fruit to me. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> um, yeah, something with it being bad luck to bring fruit on a boat. What? Is that true? I went on some fishing trip once and you pack a cooler and there were they were saying throw the fruit overboard. Because mm. I think it was in honor of Steve Jobs. They had just died, maybe. No, I, I there is some kind of weird superstition that I'm probably botching. It's probably not fruit. It's probably not boating. And it's probably not that it's bad. It's probably it's probably, you know. Vegetables are good on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. They are actually, if you can manage to get them. Yeah, yeah, you gotta sneak them on. <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting if there was like, you know, smuggle. I guess there is. You smuggle plenty of stuff onto a plane. But I was thinking the way jail is a smuggle haven. If you know, airplane had its whole like dangerous sneak in culture and like you know you got to behave a certain way and um hmm they just treat you like shit in there like get down and they start like get down inmate they call you a demeaning name at, at the airport or? <laughs> <laughs> No, like on the plane, like inside the plane is like jail culture. I'm just imagining for, you know, no okay. reason. I see. And yeah. they call you inmate and the pilots are like, hey, you know, don't do this. And um, you sneak stuff on. I guess sneaking stuff on is where I got that. You know, people are smuggling stuff into jail. I see. <laughs> <laughs> the airport. <laughs> the airport. It's what we're famous. Here we are. Um, we are already, you know, on record as being a big uh, let everybody out of jail podcast, right? <laughs> You've said that a couple times on the podcast. I, I, I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm coming around. You're convinced. <laughs> um, so, of course, all, at least all the nonviolent people out of there. Then the rest, I'm thinking, what about this? How about Pete? Yeah. Just not, all the nonviolent people and... All the nonviolent, like non-rich, uh, did something horrible with money that screwed everyone over. People, because yeah, leave those, them in. Okay, they're not even in jail to begin with. But those are the people I would like to just replace all the other people with. Like, okay, every you know, sniveling, uh, rich white collar did something horrible with money. Criminal. Get let's get, put them in jail. Replace the nonviolent. Uh, folks that are in there yes okay that's fair that's a good clarification so the but the guys who did actual bad stuff i'm thinking you know it's jail's not a nice place to be so what if you put oculus things on each guy <laughs> okay and you know it's just and inside it's just like a slightly nicer jail <laughs> no but i mean i guess you could still Put it whatever you want. You're hanging out with your family. You're back back home. Whatever you want to put in there. And I think there are fewer fights, and I think that could be some some actual rehabilitation. Ah, it's it's still jail, like you said, but it just makes your uh, 
bunkmate look like whoever you want them to look like in terms of the opposite <laughs> sex. Oh, that's really and then good. You get all these really nice, healthy relationships going right in in prison because they're just seeing whatever they want to see. <laughs> and the the other person just has to learn the voice of that person. They're like, no, a little higher pitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting it. It's not quite there though. Yeah, for some reason the audio part doesn't work. So just... <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I guess it's not just visual, huh? <laughs> Oculus have your things? In the in the I mean this is the prison version, so you're not gonna get everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. We could afford to get every single guy one if we left out the sound. <laughs> it's like the guy's like, I am really sick of talking like this. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. Uh, yeah, I love the idea, man. I do think, yeah, it's it's going to be a, probably a cost prohibitive approach. But, you know, maybe like you said, if we if there's way less people in prison because we sent them all home. <laughs> right. With or, free oculuses. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or you spend less money on building the jail. And buy the Oculus and just let the guys be free out- outdoor jail with the Oculus and just have it be an Oculus of, of inside jail. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Still let them, let them live their regular life. But just make them think they're in jail. <laughs> right. They're there with like their grandkids. It's just the Oculus jail on their head. That's good. So they're just like going to the, you know, the uh, amusement park with their family. But it, it, to them, it looks like they're just going out to the yard to lift weights outside or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they can't really enjoy it, but they're still, their family still gets to have a, you know, a father, let's oh, say. Oh, why punish them? Exactly. So there, he's still there. You know, he's got the Oculus on, sure. And, but, and, you know, he thinks there's a guy coming up to shank him from behind, but really it's just his son playing with him at the amusement park. His son handing him his ticket to get on the next ride. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Outdoor camping jail with Oculus. <laughs> I think it's a st- yeah. I I mean something like that is it seems like it's it should be around the corner, but yeah, there's just I don't think the the incentive is not there for uh, Oculus to go ahead and design this virtual jail <laughs> stuff. I don't think. <laughs> well, I mean, so what can you do with those things? You could put on. I guess you just film. Take some of the security footage from existing jail and just load it into the Oculus. It doesn't seem like it'd be that big of a leap. Uh, yeah, I think you could probably do something like that. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> but I guess what's the trade-off? I think you're really just avoiding intra-jail disputes because everybody's just in their own content world. Or, and I guess in this one, they'd all be off with their families with the thing on. But I guess back to the camping you take all the money out of the buildings, some nice campgrounds, the cheap op- the cheaper option. And camping, I'm a guy who likes comfort, and I think camping's pretty fun once in a while. Yeah, I'd, I have not believed you the five times that you've said that recently. Like, you've just been, I think you've been trying to rewrite history on camping and claiming that you've liked it all along. Well, I, I think it's fun to booze it up around a campfire. And uh, I think what I liked about it on a road trip was that it was like, all right, we get to take a break from driving around for a while. And relative to 
being stuck in the car, we can we can unpack, stretch our legs and, and drink and eat. Right, right, right. But I mean, like outside of that road trip, the road trip, you you, you kind of had we only had a couple alternatives there. Like it was, you know, we were either sleeping in the van or we. Yeah, it was a little more comfortable sometimes to, to camp. But you're not like a camping guy. No, you, I think you've been trying to, uh, you know, plant the seed everywhere that you've been out there planning camping trips every year for the past 30 years. No. Yeah. I, I feel like I have been very clear on, I don't want to do any of the camping at like, okay, we're there, we're getting drunk and we're eating and then playing guitars around the fire. The next day, we're not doing the four mile hike over to this thing. And then doing that, we're just hanging out there and like lounging around the campsite drinking. Right. Okay. But I don't want to do any of the other stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, that, that part, I think you, you've been clear about drink outside and then who cares? You're not going to get a good, good night's sleep anyway, if you're getting drunk. So you just sleep on the floor outside. That's not that bad. Wake up being hung over together is fun. Right. So, all right. So to, to, with the VR goggles thing in this camping scenario for you, would you rather be wearing the VR goggles on the hike but to you, it looks like you're just sitting around at the campfire. <laughs> Would you rather be sitting around at the campfire wearing the VR goggles that uh, make it seem like you're out on the hike? Oh, interesting. I think the latter, because I think you're getting the best of both worlds. You're relaxing, but you're getting the experience of being there. Do they have it queued up where you can talk to the other people on the hike, maybe? Yeah, I think we could probably get the, uh, you know, since since the prison people aren't getting the audio the the extra people even if they don't have the oculus on they should be able to get the audio going because okay it's all the extra ones but then i guess that's just a phone call that the uh, okay so i do still i'm sticking with the latter though i'm i'm open to being talked into the the first one is the first one more my personality um i don't think either of them are really your personality because i don't think you even like camping <laughs> <in the first laughs> one, so <laughs> No, but hey, look, I, I probably was a little hard on your assessment. I think you're right. I think I have been trying to put on this uh, this camping guy thing a little too much. And really all it was was I like getting drunk uh, relative to being in the car. Um, and I think that's fair. It took me a second. And you know when you're initially uh, not defensive, but don't want it to be true. So after a few minutes removed from it, thank you. And I, I think you're exactly right. Well, and I don't get me wrong. I love the idea of like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe there's a few camping trips in the offing, uh, you know, in the future, and and we'll, you know, I won't be uh, ruining Pete's life by seeing it by just even asking whether or not you might want to come uh, to the camping trip, you know, like just yeah. to. To put to you, apply the stress to you of, you know, even the possibility that you might now be forced into coming to a camping trip. Right. Uh, it, it, that if that stress is removed, I think, yeah, even just that will be huge. Right. That's as good as the camping trip. Just put Oculuses on and set it to camping and stay home. <laughs> I don't even want to go camping. I don't even like camping. I just, yeah. Always, I just like offering it up. You know now. Right, we stay home, send the guys in jail camping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think there's a few, a lot of things to rethink about um, jails, and certainly less money in the buildings, I feel like, is good. Without knowing anything, stop building jails, right? I think so. I mean, there's got to be, it's not working, I don't think. Uh, 
it, it, if the idea is rehabilitation, then that it, it's almost definitely the exact wrong way to do it. Right. But yeah, I think it's not an easy problem. If no. you do have a, there's a couple folks out there that you, uh, you probably don't want hanging around, like just walking down the street because they, they have a few things that happened to them, but probably weren't their fault also. Right. You right. Know? Uh, and so what's another a certain way? What's another stand on the shoulders here? I mean, Oculus being one, I mean, there are only so many things I guess you can put over a guy's head and make him think something else is going on. Um, what about like scooping out their brain and like put in put in a nicer one? You know, scoop if somebody you know beats beats someone to death. Uh, all right, don't put him in jail because that's not going to help. He's just going to become an even more hardened, even more horrible guy. Right at that point, like what what's the what's the purpose of that? Yeah, scoop out his brain, plop in a different one, see if he's any better. Right. I feel like trade two guys who have done horrible things brains and see if they just happen to work better in the others. Yeah, do half do go half halvesies. You know? Oh, there you go. Cause like, yeah, maybe and then maybe you wind up with one guy who's really good and the other guy's really bad. And then <laughs> whoops, whoops, he fell off a cliff. And now you got you know, just one good guy. Right. If the one guy turns out really bad and you still have the one good guy, I think you all, I think this one of these, like, everybody's in on a conspiracy. We all agree. It's like something you sign into when you become a citizen of this country. We fake that guy's death to where, like, oh, yep, he was in a hiking accident. We're all like, yep, hiking accident. Got it. Right. But really what we did was pay the good guy to kill the bad guy. <laughs> right. And now he's... uh now he's become a hardened criminal himself. <laughs> Throw him right back in jail. <laughs> and this is all part of the deal? You sure I won't go back to jail if I kill this guy as part of this? We swear. Psych. He Here's your Oculus. Yeah. Go camping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, though. I don't think... I think there's a lot of room to uh, completely rethink the whole prison system. And let everybody out. I don't, I'm not as convinced as you are that that's the right <laughs> approach. You've given it a lot more thought than I have, I think. But uh, yeah, let everybody out of jail seems like it could upset some people, I think. Right, right. The people who have, you know, were left in after all these other guys got out. Yeah. The people who who were randomly selected to take their place and <laughs> let everybody out of jail. <laughs> That's the new jury duty. Oh, my number was up. I got to go to jail to replace this guy who killed his family. That's what we're famous for. We're a big miracles are the things that happen anyway. There are already miracles. So how about a couple new ones? You know, sounds kill diseases. Something. Right. Diseases get rid of sound. <laughs> Yeah, I, they probably do. I mean, if a, if you get a disease in your ears. Oh, yeah. Any good yeah. ear-based disease? Uh, let's see, you got ear infections. Um, ah. uh, Something of the got, ear. Right. Um, infection of the ear. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you got the cauliflower ears from fighting. I bet a couple of those guys lost their hearing. Possibly. I, I think it's just scar tissue, those cauliflower ear things so they're they can hear even better i think so i think it just amplifies uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly though no i think it probably if i had to guess it doesn't because our ears are those kind of horns 
And then when you beat the crap out of it, it just becomes like a puff. So I bet the sound trickles right out of that thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It gets away. Right. Like, I mean, it's not captured as nicely. Right. And I think, because I mean, when you cup your ears, there's a noticeable difference. So I think if you take the cup out of the ear, I think, yeah, you're probably having a weird, like a new sensation when you talk and when you hear other people talk. It's probably just traveling differently for you, I have to imagine. It it happens slowly over time for those guys though, so I don't think it's it's probably not noticeable. And I think you you probably adjust like you know how if your eyesight's not as good, you adjust by you know whatever crashing into stuff more, I guess. But oh right, uh, in much in much the same way, uh, you know if your hearing's not as good, you're gonna adjust. I think right. Somebody comes and punches his ear once a day over the course of a few months, it slowly gets that way instead of like all in one fight. Yeah. I don't think it happens all at once. I think it's, <laughs> he, he pays a guy to come punch his ear every now and again. <laughs> yeah. What if it was something you had to kind of keep up or else it just grew into, so you had to, you know, pay a guy $20 million a year to come punch you in the ear every day. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, that'd be rough if that was the case. Yeah. Uh, you think we'll get to where the next boxing movie, like, yeah, I they gave me real cauliflower ears for it. They went and beat the crap out of me. I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as far as when you get more method, you never know. Like, yeah, I, uh, I really, to learn the role, I actually had them recreate the exact war with as many people dying and everything so i could really live it and they actually killed a few people i love so i could feel the true pain for the movie um like from an industry perspective i would say i I think that would be good it would make for some really good it wouldn't even be acting it would just be like the transfer of emotions to other stuff like okay yeah i'm crying because they killed my good friend to make me sad for the movie so is it even really acting or am i just using my sadness for that and pretending it's about this story where it also just happens to be my friend gets killed. So maybe you can make them line up to, <laughs> to where the movie is really about that and then just make movies about that all the time. I think that would just, that's what would create from that. It would just be a, a bunch of movies about the same thing. Well, I mean, if you start filming everybody all the time, then I think you could wind up with some pretty good movies where you didn't <laughs> have to kill anyone extra, you know? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Just, a nicely clipped together and truly reality shows, not these written ones. I think, um, yeah, just a brilliantly acted movie by accident from what really happened. Right. And if it's already like, you know, halfway there, can you, can you pay a guy to show up and like pretend to be a ghost to make it a little scary or whatever? <laughs> like, yeah. Like if they're already like, Oh, something weird happened. And like their attic collapsed at like one random day and it killed their, uh, you know, kid or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I even came up with that. Idea, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that you know, if something weird happened, and then you catch wind of it in this control center where you're where you're filming everybody, <laughs> and you go, "Oh, I think we got a live one on our hands. This could turn out to be a movie right here." Oh, and then, right. Then you call in some actors, <laughs> and then it's you know. Overall, the budget's lower. Uh, <laughs> right. You save some money on, you know, you only need an actor for two scenes to fill in the gaps versus, like, the whole thing. You saved yourself, you know, a couple million dollars right there. Yeah. It's like one guy that you got to pay to keep showing up with, like, a weird mask to be the guy. <laughs> you know, really, it was just, like, dumb luck that the, that the thing fell apart or whatever. And then, 
all of a sudden the guy with the weird mask shows up. But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I think you can get a good 10 movie series out of that. Right. right? That's alone. Just keep having the same guy with the mask show up. And then <laughs> you don't even have to pay the same guy. You can get a different actor. If he starts saying, hey, you know, you got to pay me more for round two. You go, no, that's why we use the mask. Give me this. <laughs> that's why we used a five foot 10 guy with a mask and you know, <laughs> we'll just switch you right out with this other guy. Right. We, we, you're nothing special. Um, I think that's what executives eventually become the people who can spot the good jump off stories. Like, Oh, well this guy, uh, you know, jumped off a bridge. He was trying to just do it for fun, but it turned out to be dangerous and he landed on, you know, he hurt himself. So send some actors over to like, I don't know what dresses a ghost for his family at night. <laughs> exactly. I think we're on the exact same page. It's what we're famous for. I think they're still discovering new animals out there. Is that right? I half saw a headline earlier where it's like, you need the HD camera, but there is a new animal out there and you got to catch them only on good cameras. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know for a fact that they're discovering new animals every year, probably like, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of new animals are discovered every year. Oh, and they're all just so small that we don't see them around. Uh, it just depends on what kind of camera you got. <laughs> how many you see you know <laughs> yeah i mean like rainforest wise for example they they i think they probably found about like you know 30 percent of the animals that live in the rainforest the, in this last year they found 30 percent that are already there no just total we probably have have discovered oh. you know an estimated only 30 percent of the different animal species that reside in the various rainforests around the world. 70% uncovered, undiscovered. Yeah, I mean, that's an estimate because who knows how many are undiscovered. But that's uh, uh, an estimate that I made up on top of, on top of <laughs> just being an estimate. I made it up on top of my head. <laughs> and it's, I also know for a fact that that's wrong. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is where it gets cheating, though, like, Okay, a different kind of frog with like slightly different speckles, a whole new animal. Yeah, that's true. It is, it's bound to be a lot of that. Cause like the forest has like what, three or four different kinds of animals, right? You got a frog, <laughs> you got some kind of monkey thing, <laughs> and let's see, some, some bug. Right. You, you got birds. Bug, but birds are up in the air, frog. so they don't really count. Nah, they could be anywhere. Right. Uh, bug, frog, monkey. And I think that's, you got it covered. And everything is just some version of those three. Right, right. So, but yeah, so that's, there's still 70% of all the bugs and the frogs and the monkeys that have not been discovered. But yeah, there's no like kind of combination of a frog and a monkey or anything. Like right. That. Oh, a snake. Snakes, I feel like, are in the rainforest, right? That's a frog, though. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, they're with frogs. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a true. Long frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly man if we go down that one i think all dog-shaped animals just go with dog i mean horse is a dog all the dog shape keep them keep it simple <laughs> i agree I, th I do think 
scientists just got to be too self-indulgent with all the different animals. I think the best type of nature show is is dog-shaped animals attacking each other in the open fields. Okay. Like a, a, a couple of rams. Rams, sure. The dog-shaped. I think the tiger hunts are great. Um, yeah. I think you go even the, uh, what is it, hyenas chasing down a uh, the elk and the, and the boys? It's pronounced elephant. Oh, yes. And when they run blocks for each other, or maybe that's the bison, where they're like, blocking for each other and like the little guys behind and then like one of them goes back and blocks for them like oh what a block yeah wow oh i don't know if i've seen that yeah they're like hyenas some hyenas yeah or uh maybe they're like plain like dogs of the plane or just some weird generic oh wild dogs wild dog maybe it's a hyena but yeah they take turns running like and which doesn't seem like it would add up it's almost like why can't you pull yourself on a sled or why can't I lift you up once you lift me up? How does this make sense where they take turns running fast to catch the guy? Like, all right, I'm tired. Now you run ahead. But then they're just, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and maybe those little, uh, you know, bursts are attempts to just test the waters and see, are we getting close? Are we, oh, yeah. uh, is this, am, am I close enough now? And is he slowing down enough that I'm going to get him this time? Okay, nope, nope, nope. All right, then you try next time. Oh, I'm tuckered, yes. I'm tuckered out. You know, that's so good. it's not really it's not really part of a strategy per se. It's just like they're they are just implementing the one strategy, which is just like, all right, we're chasing him and he, you're going to go for the kill. Nope, didn't couldn't get him. You're going to go for the kill. Couldn't get him. You know, right. It's like family feud when they like take turns going up to like meet with Steve Harvey, you know, like, all right, nope, you didn't do it. You come back, send the other guy up to do the thing. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, and that's the, that's the frustrating part about life is that you'll never be able to explain that analogy to a hyena, you know? Right, man. I think, yeah, well, not our lifetime, huh? What is that? Two hundred fifty years, where we're like hooking the machine up. It's Google Translate for for communicating with animals. Like you say something to your phone, and it uh, it says it like each different kind of animal. Yes. In Steve Harvey's voice. <laughs> <laughs> they got me doing hyena voices? No. <laughs> I don't think that was... No, that, was that wasn't Steve, Steve anyway. Um, but yeah, man, dog-shaped animals on the plains. I'd be... I'm hard-pressed to find a better nature show, I think. I, I honestly... We were talking kind of highly about uh, the rainforest earlier, I sometimes snooze it up during the rainforest. The gooey, the gooey rainforest with the bugs doesn't do it for me the way the dog-shaped guys on the on the dry plains do. Yeah, I think that's understandable. I I'm not a huge. The, the only thing I I love the uh, birds of paradise. Those get those kind of guys who I think hmm. I, I like all the colorful, like really whacked out looking animals. Uh, yeah, those are interesting, and and a lot of the really colorful guys are in the rainforest. You're right, but I can feel like I can just see a picture of those. I don't need the story. Like Attenborough talking about them isn't. It's not a story. It's just like textbook facts versus the story out, out on the dry stuff. It's such a good story. Like they haven't eaten in months, and you know they're yeah, 
That's true, because I feel like Attenborough doesn't know jack shit about the purple frog with the huge eyes that go back into his stomach. Like, he's just all he can do is just say facts. Like, right. he can't relate to that frog on any level, but a dog uh, or a hyena or a, or a cheetah, like, there's something so much closer about those animals to us where Attenborough can, like, put in his own you know feelings into the he can you know put his mind into the mind of that wolf and be like oh i know what it would feel like to not have eaten for the past right six years or whatever right Um, the pain a mother feels after not being able to provide like just some like very i don't know i don't know how to use profound correctly but some like and yeah whatever brett Favre impressions really poignant um, poignant maybe that's what i was looking for not profound but yeah, um, profound's in the mix there too they live to fight another day it's what we're famous